Welcome to the Spilt Podcast. I'm Charlene. And I'm Tanya. We confess we are spillers. Not in the way that you may think, but it is likely you are one too. So if you've ever believed you are less than, invisible, or made to doubt yourself, we're glad you're here. We have been there, and in some respects, we're still there, because life is a journey. We are not doctors, therapists, or life coaches, but our collective life experience has taught us a thing or two. It is not a mistake that our paths are colliding today. So let's dig in, dig deep, and talk about why we spill. Welcome back, spillers. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about an important topic for all of us, and that's happiness, because we all need to find our own happiness. And I just thought of this this morning as I was prepping, because you know I procrastinate, that I promise that this is from me, that I did not steal this from anywhere, unless maybe someone else said it and I didn't know it, but I don't know. But what I hope that you get from this episode is we want to learn to pursue happiness and stop chasing highs because highs are temporary and what comes with a high is a big low. So I'm just like, that is what we're going to talk about. And Charlene is going to give us a quick recap. Okay. Well, first I just have to say, I love that. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. I'm a writer. I (laughs) do. I mean, I just love that because so often we think about, we even talk about when we do our, our, our triumphs and our um, challenges, mm-hmm. that's a high and a low mm-hmm. right there. And so I just think that was a very good way to segue into happiness because you want your happiness to be constant. There'll be little ripples, you know, because life happens. But if you can maintain a certain level of happiness, in all places of life, then you're going to be ahead of the game. So, as always, I just want to give you a quick recap. Last episode, we spoke on acceptance. And I believe that self-awareness is the key to acceptance, which then potentially leads to lifelong happiness. Because if you can accept yourself... You're going to be a happier person. Definitely. And you mentioned that challenges and triumphs. I'm Mm going to do a quick one. And I'm going to go with the challenge first. And mine was yesterday was a challenge. (laughs) I did some very animated Marco Polos for Charlene. (laughs) Just about how the day was going. And absolutely nothing about it was a tragedy. It just didn't go how I planned and I just had a lot of hiccups with it. And it, it seemed like from start to finish, it was like that. But the triumph of it all is that today I woke up totally fine. Not totally fine, but I'm just saying like, I didn't let any of that carry over because today's a new day. And I didn't even go to bed feeling like upset or anything. But I feel like 
This is a key for me because this is not how my brain used to work. My brain used to work in dwelling on things that went wrong and building resentment for stuff. And now it it works a different way because there wasn't a magic wand that happened over me to change me. It was lots of work that I did, internal work. And so that is definitely a triumph. And I had an appointment with my counselor this week and it was like, I'm seeing we're going to do one more visit. So I'm clapping for myself. You should clap Um, for yourself. One more visit for therapy. It's wow. not like, oh, you can never come back. If and, and I would say, if I ever had something to come up and I'm like, you know what? I had to get back into therapy. I would totally be open about that. And also, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to keep doing the work that I did in counseling right. and what I've done to get to this point that I don't need to have regular paid sessions with a therapist. So... Big challenges and triumphs for me this week. Yeah, that you've developed the tools you need, mm-hmm. right? You know what you can do when you find yourself beginning to spill. Correct. All right. Well, how about you? How about me? Well, let's just say I'm still in probably just challenge mode of my my life my biggest challenge is that I let myself get ahead of myself on something that's really has me anxious last night it's a big thing But then I woke up this morning, I went to bed anxious, and I woke up anxious. So that's my big challenge, is controlling my anxious thoughts and minds and not playing the what-if game in my head. And then when Tanya got here today, she's like, okay, what is going on? There's something that's going on. And so... We did a little bit of self-talk and I was reminded this morning before she got here of the things she told me last week. And I kind of talked myself off the ledge a little bit and put that into practice. So I guess that's my triumph. It's not totally gone away. But I'm ready to dive into happiness because I need a little bit right now. Well, do you want to know what happiness is? (laughs) Yes, please tell me. (laughs) It is an enduring state of mind consisting not only of feelings of joy, contentment, and other positive emotions, but also a sense that one's life is meaningful and valued. Hmm. Meaningful and valued. There's some really big items tied to happiness. Yeah. Like, why is our value tied to being happy? Like, if we're not happy, does that mean we're not valued? Well, I think we we definitely are valued. But if you don't feel valued, mm-hmm. and it's all about what you're feeling, 
then you have that decline in your happiness level. Right, because our feelings aren't facts right. or always true. I, I'm not saying this to be like, oh, look at you, Tanya. You told Charlene to spill before we got to vent before we got started. But I've just worked on this enough to know that it's very important to listen to the people you care about. And that's been a source of me gaining happiness is that I'm not always in like a judgment mode or whatever if someone's down. And and I feel like I wasn't always like this. Sometimes if you think someone's upset, you're like, oh, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm not going to, you think, oh, well, if I ask them to talk about it, it might make them more uncomfortable. But I feel like I know Charlene well enough to say, go ahead and talk about it. And if you sit here and cry, it's okay. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I just recognized that she needed to say something. And she would have definitely said it sometime while I'm here. Maybe I've, I just thought it was better that we talk about it before we started discussing happiness. That there might be something that makes you unhappy today. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing we're going to talk about. Saying that you have discovered how to be happy and content does not mean that parts of life are not going to be unhappy. Yeah. Because they are. We'll talk about that more later. <laughs> yes. So. I would say you have the good thing to get started okay like the outline of the episode i do so i just want to say speaking about happiness made me start thinking about my own happiness like and i was it made me go back to our episode 16 on intentions because that's where this then popped into my head. Am I looking for things in my life to be happy about? Like the little things. You know, what's that phrase about take time to smell the roses or stop and smell the roses or whatever it is. But so in this instance, this saying could never be truer. Like sometimes we have to be looking for happiness, like in our own life. Oh, wow, I have this life. Where in my life do I see and and have happiness? Like we just overlook all the little things. And so for me, the take time to smell the roses was like just this little bitty thing. But there are a million little things that happen every day that often get overlooked because we often only tend to recognize or focus on the big things that bring us happiness. And we forget about all those little things. So for me to like reel this back in with my initial thought is how intentional are you about being happy in your life? Are you being happy on purpose? Are you are you choosing to be happy? Because I think there it's all tied together. You know, here are some things that, uh, here's a few little things that make me feel happy. And so I had to refocus this morning a little bit because 
I had as not having a good morning. I woke up cranky. You know, there's this little boy. I don't know if you've seen him on Instagram, on the, on the social media, but this is my saying to my husband. I'm tired, I'm cranky, and I had a bad day. That's how I felt from yesterday or last night carried on into this morning. I'm tired and I was cranky. But then I was reminded that God gave me another day of life, that it was a sunny day, and I love sunny days, that when I looked out my window and I opened my blinds, I could see my garden, and my garden makes me happy. And there were birds that were happy to be in my backyard, and drinking my morning tea makes me happy, especially because it's in my special mug that has a warmer that I got from a good friend, so it's never cold. She must be a good listener. Yes, I think so. So those things just kind of got me thinking. I don't know if you want to chime in now or if you want to wait till later. I mean, the one thing I was thinking about at this episode I'm, is if anyone's out there and they're like, oh, they're talking about happiness and I, it's just, I, they don't know my situation. These ladies, they probably sit in safe and sound in their nice home and all these things. So we have enough emotional baggage to fill a train station between the two of us. <laughs> and we're still talking about working on being happy. And, make, and And that we know how to do it. And it doesn't mean we're always perfect at it. But so, yeah, don't give me any of your, but you don't understand what I have going on. Because we've just given you a, a, just a tiny portion of what we had going on. And there's still stuff that goes on behind the scenes in our lives. And there's challenges for everybody. So, yeah. So, that's not an excuse not to listen to this episode if you've gotten this far. To say that it doesn't pertain to you. That's right. I will, I will say. As I'm sitting here right now recording this episode, I am dealing with something very big in my life. I was literally crying this morning, but I'm here because I feel like this is an important message and it's something that I need. So if I know that I need to hear this message and you're dealing with some heavy stuff right now, then you need to hear this message too. Because my stuff's heavy. So there. Shall we move on? Yeah. So not to be snotty about it. We're not trying to be snotty about it. But we're trying to say we've been there. This isn't just like, oh, I listened to a Jay Shetty uh, video this morning and we should just all be happy. <laughs> That's This is not what this is about. This is about us trying to live our best life. So I stumbled across this group of people called actionforhappiness.org. And I just really loved the, it's 10 keys to happiness. And it's actually a book and you can order it. They also have a downloadable app that's free on the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store, and it's actionforhappiness.org. 
And I just thought some of their points were really, really, they really resonated with me. So I'm going to call out the, I'm just going to speak about the, the, the 10 keys to happiness from their point of view. They're actually based out of the UK. And the author of the book, her name is Vanessa King. So I just want to give them a shout out. It may be maybe a helpful tool that you might want to look into. So the number one is giving. That's the big, broad key point here, giving. But do kind things for others. If you want to feel good, then doing good is a great place to start. But you know that helping and being kind also contributes to the happiness of others and in the but then it can help us feel happy too it actually boosts us it it's a brain boost when when we do something kind it actually is a brain boost and it activates like the reward center in our brain and then it, and then we feel good and it's also a great way to take our minds off of our own worries when you do something for somebody else. So that was the first key to happiness. The next one is, well, here's the other thought. Helping others can boost happiness. I know from my own experience, when I am helping somebody or have been able to change another person's day or life by doing an act of kindness, I feel so happy. I feel so happy that I was able to make a difference or to make somebody's day and show people love, you know? I think that's the thing. Lots of people don't feel happy because they don't feel loved. And it could be opening the door for somebody somewhere, just giving them a smile or giving them a compliment out of the blue when they're least expecting it. And it doesn't even have to be people you know because everybody needs a little kindness. The second key point to happiness, they say, is it's in relationships that we need to connect with others. Whether it's, you know, relationships with your spouse, with your friends, a significant other. We all we all need that. And our close relationships matter more than we think they do. Our relationships, again, with our spouse, friends, our children, our parents, all of those, they matter more than we might want to admit because we need that closeness they're good for us. They're good for us. We are designed to be in relationship with people. So happiness and good relationships are like a two-way street. If you don't have good relationships, then you're not going to feel very happy. But Tanya's going to talk about this too. But feeling lonely is a signal that we need to seek and find connection. And um, so keep that in mind if you're out there feeling lonely. Is there someone or some group 
where you can find some connection. Number three, exercising and taking care of your body is so good for us. I have to say, I'm not always good at this, but moving matters. Being physically active and moving, it matters for our mind. And it actually boosts, it gives us a boost in our mood. And it supports the health and functioning of our brains. And we want to keep our brains healthy, don't we? Because if we have healthy brains, then we're likely going to be happier. I don't know. Here's another one. Number four, awareness. Live life mindfully. Be mindful of how you're living your life. And, you know, there's more to life when we stop and notice. You ever just, I just, I never thought of that before. Like, stop and notice. I guess that's kind of like take time to smell the flowers, the roses, right? We can, we will know that there's more to life than like what situation we're in or what's happening around us when we just stop and take notice. Cultivate compassion towards others. And try to be more present in the moment because you're going to miss moments if you're wrapped up in your thoughts. Like if you're not being mindful of your present and what's happening right then, you're going to miss opportunities and they're just going to pass you by while you were off somewhere else in your mind. Keeping, keep learning. I didn't, I thought that was a good one. Keep learning new things. Be open to new experiences and learning fuels our well-being. It boosts our confidence, our creativity, and we become, we feel more fulfilled. And it doesn't matter what our age is. You can always learn something new or try something new. And I'm sure that will engage those happiness endorphins that we need. Do you have direction in your life? Have you set goals? Do you have things that you are looking forward to? Having a sense of direction, optimism, and hope can all contribute to feeling happier. An optimistic or hopeful outlook means we are more likely to experience positive emotions, feel more confident, and have higher satisfaction with life. And we're less likely to feel depressed. I know I don't want to go back there. Resilience. Do you practice resilience in your life? Have you learned how to bounce back? I mean, of course, we're all going to have challenges that pop up in our life. But we need to learn how to, to bounce back when life gives us lemons. And try to make lemonade out of it, so to say. And we need to find ways to be able to cope constructively. To learn how to accept things that have happened. And to adapt. And that just reminds me of the acceptance yeah. podcast. Just that, you know, accept, adapt, pivot. I think were words you have. If you haven't listened to the acceptance one, go back and listen to it. 
And then do you have resilient thinking? Because our thoughts drive our emotions. The way we think has a significant impact on how we feel. And how we feel impacts the way we, um, what we say, what we do, and how we respond. And then make sure you're watching out for those thinking traps. It's very common. I, I know this for myself. <laughs> it's very common for us to have habitual patterns of the way that we interpret things. And then we fall into another thinking trap. And it's our job to to talk ourselves out of that because then we're going to go down the road of depression, anxiety, and then when we're tired and we're stressed, then we just become overwhelmed. So just be careful of those things because those are going to lead you down the wrong road. It's not going to be the road to happiness, that's for sure. If you've ever experienced struggles with depression and anxiety and even being stressed, all episodes that we have spoken about here your emotions are more than just feelings they actually can cause momentary physiological changes which and then will influence your actions and then they all add up or the human brain naturally will want to focus on what's wrong we were talking about that earlier because we we're designed. Our brain keeps us alive. That's right. It's it's always looking to protect you. It keeps you alive. Yeah. So it's like it's looking for dangerous things. Yes. And so if we're thinking that everything is hopeless and doom and gloom, our brain is always going to think that we're need protected. And so it's our job to do the work and retrain our brain to look for the good around us. And then we'll experience a little bit more pleasant emotional moments. And it will grow. This doesn't mean that we ignore what's wrong, right? But we begin noticing what's right. And I think that ties in with what I was talking about at the beginning about, am I looking for the things in my life, the little things that already make me feel happy that I overlook because it's just a cup of tea or it's just sunshine coming in through the windows because it's a sunny day, that we just overlook those things. Acceptance is next. Again, giving myself ourselves a plug here. <laughs> We have a whole episode on acceptance, but learn to be comfortable with who you are. How we feel about ourselves can have a big influence on how happy and resilient we actually are. But here's the key thing that I didn't think about, that self-acceptance is an awareness of both the positive and the negative aspects of ourself, but self-esteem is our sense of value or worth. Is, did I steal that from you? No, no, I, I thought you said something about that earlier. You um, know me, I don't remember these things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want to. I I just want to implore everybody to to pr begin to try to practice speaking kindly to yourself. 
Are you your own inner critic? Or are you a kind friend to yourself? Practicing self-compassion can give you more peace and more peace can give you more happiness. I just want to ask that you all maybe try to start practicing that if you're not already. And then, you know, being part of something bigger sometimes gives us meaning and can bring us joy because we all can make a difference. And if we start thinking beyond ourselves, it's really easy sometimes when we're dealing with hard things like depression, anxiety, comparing, traumas, all of these, this baggage that we have carried for so long. It's really hard sometimes to see that we're not the only people hurting out there. The only people, we're not the only people struggling out there. So um, we all, from our experiences, have something we can share with other people that's beyond us. So if you can take what you've experienced and share that with somebody else when they're thinking what we started the topic, the whole this whole podcast off with today that oh you just don't know what I'm going through we are all going through stuff we have all gone through stuff and when we can use what we've gone through to help other people then that's when we all win it's a win-win it's a win for us and it's a win for the other person because when people know that you truly can understand and that you care, it it just opens up a doorway or a path for us to have the opportunity to, to show kindness and love towards one another. I mean, I think we walk around sometimes thinking no one could possibly understand what I'm dealing with, but yet there's so many people out there that walked through the same exact stuff as I have, same exact things that Tanya has. Maybe not exactly the same, but I'm just saying that when we can share our experiences, I think it brings us joy because we feel like we are connecting with something bigger than ourselves. And then for me, that bring, makes me happy to know that I can make someone else happy. By sharing my my truth, <laughs> I guess. I think I'm going to stop there. Okay, well, you've already said some of this, but I did find an article that said there's five habits from people who proclaim that they enjoy happiness overall. And it says they practice daily gratitude. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that. I love this. They create excitement instead of hoping for it. I know there's someone that said they sit around going, well, if I could have that luck, then, you know, that kind of thing. But they also focus on things that they know they're good at. Oh, I like that. Not what your friend does, not what your spouse does, you know, what you saw on an Instagram reel. Focus on what you know you're good at. Not that you can't learn something new, but that's a good place to start. Absolutely. And they see the glass as half full. They are not pessimists. Hmm. 
And they also practice self-acceptance daily. So she mentioned those things. And when Charlene was talking about being lonely, mm -hmm. we both came upon this. There is an 80-year-old Harvard study. It's still ongoing, I believe. Started after the Great Depression, following these people. I think I read that only 19 people are still alive from the start of it. But what that study found, it was on happiness, as the biggest issue for failing health was loneliness. It said mm -hmm. that loneliness kills, and it was, the, it was as powerful as smoking and alcoholism. Wow. For determining life expectancy. And that the people that had fostered relationships were the happiest. Mm. And we both believe, I think she believes I do, we like having pretty small groups. Yes. <laughs> so just if you have that small group of friends, then do something to maintain those friendships that are important to you and the family relationships that are important to you because it is meaningful as we get older it becomes more and more meaningful yes to us it literally could save your life <laughs> yes another thing i wanted to go over is we talk about happiness and we've said the word in here a few times too joy are they the same so I was thinking, they're kind of interchangeable. I know from our perspective, being Christian, there's a lot of mention of joy in the Bible, too. Mm -hmm. But I'm just going to go over that there is some slight differences. And it says that joy results is a result of our inner peace and satisfaction Happiness is often a result of an external force that brings satisfaction to us. Hmm. And a source of joy is within ourselves, and happiness can be more external. Again, we find joy has a moral attribute to it, and happiness can be more materialistic. The outcome is self-realization and supreme satisfaction with joy. And an outcome may be mutual understanding, strengthening of our bonds with others, and admiration for happiness. And joy is more consistent and long-lasting. And happiness is not always consistent. It typically depends on that external force. So really, like a lot of the stuff we're talking about with happiness... We might want to even strive more for joy. Yes. Joy, but so. they are similar. But yeah, I. so many times you hear with happiness, it's like fleeting and it's up and down. And so kind of what we're talking about is you're still going to have up and downs. You're still going to have bad stuff because this is life. But it's not getting consumed in the darkness that you still can find your joy, you can still be sustained. Yes. And emotions are always going to be, I would say, every, I always like everything is temporary. Your biggest high, your biggest low, you're not going to stay in either place. 
Nope. It's like that saying is like, you've survived worse, so you're, you'll make it through this. Or this has happened before, and you're okay. Well, I was listening to some podcasts in preparation to, and the mindset mentor said something that most people that have learned to have true happiness have also experienced true sadness. Mm. So I thought that was a really meaningful statement because you kind of need to know. <laughs> Experience the worst before you're your best. I know that yes. sounds, but I mean, it's like building character and strength. We wouldn't be strong if we hadn't had a bunch of bad stuff happening to us. Oh, heck like, no. I wouldn't have pulled myself up from all these terrible places that I went to if I hadn't first been hurt so deeply. So don't panic if you're like, but I don't feel happy. There's a lot of bad stuff. I can't be happy. You still can. It just takes work. But, uh, it takes work, but go ahead. No, that's that's just it. What are you going to say about it? Well, I was going to say, well, I was going to say this at the end. Do you want to wait till the end? Maybe I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I still have some we others. had a moment. I still had some other stuff. So we both love uh, Dr. Daniel Amen from the Amen Clinics. He's a psychiatrist. And he said he does not tell his patients to practice positive thinking because he he thinks that's ineffective. Instead, he said he tells them to practice accurate thinking with a positive spin. Mm. So be realistic with yourself. Oh, yeah. And what I was thinking, he didn't really go down this road, but it made me think there are certain people and you're like, they're so happy. It's they they portray this happiness to the point that they're annoying. And I really think. A lot of that is phony or fake. Maybe someone just is so, so happy and they're always. <laughs> but I, I think that anyone listening knows what I'm talking about. But I've encountered people like this ever since I was a child, like different stages of my life. There's some people that just look like, what is wrong with them? They're like goofy happy. Well, I don't know their story. Maybe they take drugs. I don't know. <laughs> but that is not a typical accurate portrayal of happiness and i can say that i'm very quiet in crowds even at home sometimes like i'm just my happiness happiest like sitting off to the side alone and that might not look like happiness to you if you were saw me so you can't really make a judgment on what someone looks like from the outside and it goes both ways because there's people that we maybe see, maybe they're in the media somehow, or they're a celebrity, or even someone that you might have known personally. And everyone thought, wow, they're so happy. They have such a great life. And then one day you heard they took their own life. It has right. happened more often than, I mean, it's sad that it's happened so often, but I just see her like you always hear so shocked. <gasps> but they seem so happy. What do you yeah. you hear that? Yeah, they did because they were faking it. And so exactly. I, I think either way, you can't really judge if someone is 
unless you sit down and have conversations with people, and that kind of gives you an idea. So genuine, genuine happiness, and you can talk to people that have had just so many challenges in their life, and they still have joy, and that's an inspiration. But so yeah, I want to talk about fake happiness, and that we just don't always know what's going on with someone. Well, we don't because most people are afraid to be authentic. And so we don't ever really see the deepest parts of somebody. But else. you are, you're not seeing it, but you're hearing it from us. <laughs> so we're being very real. Like we are. Yeah, that's what we do on here. We're being very real about it. And. I heard like on another podcast, we love Mel Robbins too. And she said, what is your biggest obstacle defining happiness? It's you. You're it. You're the one that's keeping you from being happy. Like I love to do hard truths on here too. It's not your finances. Mm -mm. It's not how your kids are acting. It's not where you live. It's not what you have accomplished in your job. It's none of that. It's you blocking it. And there's different ways that you're blocking it. But until you decide to work on yourself, and, and she even talked about being very depressed a few years ago. Now she has like one of the top podcasts there is out there. Yeah, how'd that happen? But she found something she was good at, mm -hmm. and she built on it, and she built this huge platform. I think because there's plenty of people, and I've been there, you're stuck in that trap. The if, the if then, the if when. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be happy when I pay off my house. I'm going to be happy when I retire. I'm going to be happy when my kids are grown and all doing well. I'm going to be happy when I get to vacation. Yes. Like, you know where I'm going with this? Like, you have to find happiness before those things. It's they may not happen. They may not happen like you set your expectations up, and it might not happen that way. That is right. It's kind of like... As you're talking, I'm thinking it's really like an inner contentment. Like you are contented. Yes. You're just you're content. You're not the Pollyanna rose-colored glasses. The world is beautiful. It's great. You're not that. But you're still like, and I say this, I feel like I'm at this place. Whatever happens, I'm still going to be okay. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh. Like, there still could be something bad happen in my life, in my family, people around me. But I'm saying, overall, I know I'm still going to be okay. But I did have, I, I like to throw things on Charlene as a surprise. But I did, and I gave her a warning before I left the house today that I was going to just take five things right now that are in my life that bring me joy and one of them is cooking for my family a lot of women men i'm not say women people see that making the family dinner is a chore and some nights yeah it is a chore if you're tired and you just don't know what to make or whatever but overall like i enjoy being able to give my family good food. I always feel like really happy when I've gone to the store and look around and it's like, look, I have enough to feed my family. Well, it goes quick, mm -hmm. the size family I have. But I don't know. That brings me joy. 
this is one that I've really worked on. I enjoy experiencing something new with my husband. Mm. And we've been married over 30 years. And and I just mean even like the littlest things. So sometimes we can travel and take a trip and go somewhere we've never been. That's amazing. It costs money. So we can't just do that constantly. Some people might be able to. And you might take that for granted. I don't know. I, I am very blessed when we get to do a trip. But even like he may find like, oh, there's a new coffee shop. We're big coffee lovers. And we go try that, and it's something new we've never tried. Or a restaurant that we try. Um, something different. He, he took me to an Edgar Allan Poe reading thing in the spring, early summer. That was so cool. That's one of the coolest things we've ever done. Even if we just, like, watch something that we both like that's new. He's really big on watching the same thing over and over that I'm not. So, but when it's something new and we both end up liking it, and sometimes it's a bust. Like, sometimes you try something like, oh, my gosh. But you were still spending time together. And I'm still, so I'm saying it doesn't have to be expensive. I didn't have to put a lot of money. But it's fun still finding after this many years being together something new. That's what I like. It could just be the simplest thing. But also, this is very important to me. I love holding my dog. I have this little dog. It's a Yorkie. He wasn't supposed to be mine, but he ended up being mine. And he loves to go with me. He would just go everywhere in the world with me if he could. And it's just like both of us experience so much joy just being together. That may sound silly to y'all, but I don't know. But it is important to me. And I know a lot of people in my family, I'm not going to say any of their names, think he's a bad dog. They think he is a bad dog, that he's naughty. <laughs> but I'm always just like, no. I just, I love spending time with my dog. And, of course, I've mentioned this so many times, I enjoy writing. So that brings me joy when I can sit down and write. And I used to be so hard on myself. You better get this many words out. Like, it is not happening that way anymore. But I still have learned just if I wrote down some something, it brought me joy. And I enjoy laughing with my kids and my grandkids or like just hearing them laugh. So that's something that brings me joy. Uh, and sometimes it's my kids can make me laugh about the silliest things. Mm -hmm. But I do enjoy that. And so this list, it's pretty simple. I'm really, I'm not attaching anything monetary to it no big expectations i'm practicing all these things often and that's why i am happier now i'm probably at my happiest right now at 52 if i would have written this list five years ago it would have been totally different mm -hmm. and i'd have been like oh, i can't achieve it and also None of this is performance-based. I'm not going, well, I am happiest when my husband does something on the honey-do list. Like, and we're <laughs> off of that. If he does something on it, great. But, yeah, it's not performance-based. It's not, I've, I've lowered my expectations. And it's just simple things that bring me joy. 
And that's why I'm happier, I think, overall. Okay, so I gave you some time to prep your list. Oh. Tell me what you got. Okay, well, I will tell you, I'm often very cold. So one of the things that makes me happy every day is when I get into my warm, cozy bed at night. I have a heated mattress pad on our bed, and I use it year-round because in the winter I'm cold because we don't like to keep our heat up, and in the summertime I'm cold because the air conditioner is on all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So when I can get into my warm, cozy bed at night and I get to be in charge of how warm I want it on my side, that just makes me happy because I don't like getting in the cold bed. I also want to say, um, and the other part that makes me happy is that most nights my husband turns it on so that when I'm washing my face and getting ready for bed, it's getting warmed up for me. So that makes me happy too, just that little bitty thing that he does. I love to work in my garden. I like to see my plants growing and that maybe I'll be able to feed them, <laughs> feed my family from my from my efforts out in the garden. I never thought that I would enjoy gardening, but I took it up a few years ago just because I needed a distraction in my life and I like being outside when it's not mosquito weather but I like to be outside so it's a that one is like kind of a two for one because it puts me in nature and it's me doing something I enjoy I love a beautiful sunset I could just be driving in my car and see the sun setting and it just gives me this sense of awe to see the different colors in the sky I've been on road trips where you actually could see like it felt as though the sun was right in front of us and we could literally see it shrinking like being just tucked down under behind a a hill or a mountain. And I don't know, that just gives me this weird sense of calm and, and peace. Here is a silly one. Well, I don't think it's silly, but I love an unexpected soft gentle kiss from my husband that's out of nowhere just whether it's a peck on the cheek the forehead or just a just a little kiss i i like that it just makes me uh makes me feel loved and i love that of course i love my music But I also love time with my kids. We have game nights often, and those bring me so much joy. Just spending the time with my grown children, wanting to still play a game with their mom. That makes me happy. And I have to say, I too like to have fun with my husband. And I've been saying that on here, my husband and I need to have more fun because we used to do fun things all the time and life just seems sometimes to get in the way, but we have to make 
we have to be more intentional about making it a priority. Um, so I've been trying to think of some new things that we can go experience around where we live that don't cost a lot of money, but that we would both enjoy. Like in the summer, we went to a free concert. It was a foreigner tribute band and it was free and we had the best time. And it doesn't always have to be something you have to pay for that's going to be fun, right? You can enjoy free things. There's lots of free things that you can do. Uh, so we enjoy we enjoy doing doing that. And I guess that's all for now. But, I mean, I don't want to. I could keep going maybe. Well, my but, list could be longer. I was just trying to think of five quick things. Yep, those are my five quick things. And I think it's important to see that, understand, uh, you can't get happiness from someone else. Mm. It's your, you can be with other people and find happiness, but it's still a choice. I mean, you could be in a place and you're with the people you love, but you're screaming inside (laughs) like you're not happy. Right. So... I am. I have learned to be really content with being alone, even though here I am a mom with a lot of kids. I feel like my house is still fully chaotic, but I still can be happy alone. And also some of the things that make my husband happy don't make me happy. Mm-hmm. They make me feel like, uh like you said, he likes loud music. He likes to watch the car for 10, 12 hours. I don't know. Like, none of that makes me happy. But he would be losing his mind if I said, you have to stand in here with the in the kitchen with me while I make a dinner for the next hour and a half. Like, that would make him happy. So it's not up to me to convert him to my happiness or the other way around. And it doesn't mean that you're like, oh my gosh, my spouse and I don't have anything in common. I think there was a period where I thought that, like, look at how we've learned, like, the things that we gravitate toward that make us happy. Because when you're new in a relationship, you're like, what are we going to do? Everything's going to be together. together. You're like, together, together. And you find all the things that you like to do. And then when you realize it's okay because you are individuals, just give yourself permission that it's okay. It doesn't mean you're like, something's wrong. You just have it's balance. We've talked about that before. Yes, balance. I think that's key though, especially in marriage or relationships, to give each other space to be able to pursue the things that bring you joy because they're not always going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a key to having a healthy, happy relationship. And I think it does help. You can be happy in any situation. You can learn to, but it does help if you have support of the people around you. Yes. Like your garden, Mm -hmm. you know, my writing. I don't think that my family gets it. I honestly don't. I think, but if they're like, you're, if they said, oh, you're so dumb, mom, I can't believe you write books. (laughs) Five years ago, I would have been crushed. Now I'm like, 
well, you don't get it, and I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for me. Like, I just changed right. my attitude. I've changed my responses, and that's just the way I feel. So I'm like, if I have to just sit in a corner and be like, this makes me happy, just like me and my dog. I don't care if you all think he's bad. He's perfect angel for me. <laughs> so, he gets lots of compliments. That's oh, for sure. Oh, my gosh. And that makes me happy, too. I'm like, oh, everywhere I go, people's like, he's the cutest. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> but it does. That makes me smile. That makes me, like, drive away and be so happy that someone thought my dog was cute. It, so that's kind of what we've done to take away. Like I said in the beginning... To stop chasing highs. And that is kind of where we are in society. Like everything's get like this rush of endorphins. Kids get it from video games. Mm-hmm. Um, even they said even like seeing one heart on your social media. And we've even oh, yes. been guilty of this. Like are people watching our reels? Are they wa- liking our posts? Um, are they listening to our podcast? That actually creates a release. The serotonin yes. in your brain, knowing that someone likes something you did, and you just have to be careful because you can get addicted to that. Absolutely. It's not just like drugs and alcohol people are addicted to. You can get addicted to all these things, and you're chasing that high feeling mm-hmm. instead of cultivating happiness, and it's almost like you have to keep more. I need more. Mm-hmm. I got four likes last time. Now I need 10 likes. Or yes. I don't feel the same. Yes, um, that is true. But that's what I was talking about. So hopefully that anyone listening till the end, we've gone long, way longer than I thought we were going to go on this, that you can make your list too. And make your list as long as you want. Shorter, long as you want. But just know those key things that bring you joy. Practice having them in your life on a regular basis. Yes. And so to close really quick, all things, love, gratitude, kindness, and happiness, all of these attributes is actually a choice. It's our choice. So ponder what it is that you want in your life and choose that. Choose to be happy. Thanks for joining us today. Hopefully something we discussed resonated with you. We encourage you to challenge your thoughts and feelings as you move through this week in an effort to prevent unnecessary spilling. Join us again next Tuesday for another Spilt episode with Charlene and Tanya.